0: all right hello and
1: welcome just a family this is giving you something to talk about or just a live tv as i like to call it i'm your host melissa Kretschler. today we're going to be talking about taking care of your health now and not waiting until there is an issue uh we notice that a lot of people will wait until there's an actual issue before they start taking care of themselves and it's really not a healthy thing to do so we're going to be delving into that Uh, Our sponsor today is the Phoenix Identity. It's time to make sure that you matter most to yourself. Stop putting everything to the side that you need to start focusing on um, and put your emotional, mental and physical health uh, first today. So it's never too early to start taking care of yourself. Go and set up a clarity session with them um, and learn how you can do just that. So um, that is that. I'm going to hand it over to our guest speaker today. Barbara, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: hi yes and thank you for having me my name is Barbara Walsh I'm a board certified master health coach I actually overcame breast cancer naturally seven years ago um, no chemo no radiation um no surgery and that actually sparked a change in my life talk about um not doing something till you are faced with a crisis but that actually sparked a whole change in my life and because of that I became a board certified master health coach and that's what I do I help women to uh, create a whole metabolic revolution in their bodies. So that way they can, you know, lose weight, feel great, turn their health around. And so that way they can avoid being sidelined by a breast cancer diagnosis like I was.
1: Absolutely. Um, There are things that obviously we can't avoid that just happen. And, and I do know that, you know, sometimes they're, coinciding with the decisions that we're making or or the things that we're putting into or around our body. Absolutely. There are times that we can't control these things. So just to preface this video by saying that, you know, there are some things that are out of our control at the time. Um, But the amount of people that I've talked to, including yourself, who have had cancer diagnosis or something equally as or, or similarly as devastating as cancer, Um, and it changes their life at 99% of the people that I've pre-interviewed for the show have said, it changed my life for the better. Um, and that's great. And, and I love that that happens, but what if we could do that prior to, what if we could, um, change our lives and start making those decisions, start making those or taking those actions to create a happy, healthy life before we absolutely have to, or are more, most people just like me and, um, like the time crunch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that's true. I mean, I was always like that. I was never like a poster child for making healthy choices or anything like that. I, I thought I was healthy. I thought I did everything right. I thought I was eating right. I thought I knew, but after facing that diagnosis, it, it did for, also for me change my life for the better because after I got past the terror of it, I'm not going to say it wasn't scary, the scariest thing you will ever hear or have to face. But after I got past that point um, it it made me take a look at what was going on in my body. And what I discovered from that is that, you know, there were red flags going off in my body for many years prior to that. And what's interesting is that there are a lot of symptomatic things that could be happening in the body when you are um, Im- immunologically challenged, let's just say, but you may not realize that they're all actually interconnected. And I think that that was a big revelation for me was learning to understand more about my body, understanding you know, how it's actually designed for healing, that's the way we're made. Otherwise, if if we didn't have healing built into our bodies, every time we went out and came in contact with a germ or we cut ourselves, we would just die because we would have no defenses, but we're built for that. The, the key though is um, supporting that process. Now, just like anything, um, it's always easier to maintain something than it is to have to repair it (laughs) you know like let's take a car for example like if you have an amazing car like let's just imagine you get the car of your dreams i mean whatever that looks like to you i mean i have one in my mind what would be the car of my dreams something i could probably never afford but let's just say miraculously you could afford this car i i would bet you would baby that thing. I would bet that you would put the best fuel in that car. I bet that you would, if you could keep it in, in a garage to, to protect it from the elements, I would bet that you would wash it and wax it pretty regularly. And more than that, I bet that you would give it regular maintenance. You would check to make sure that all, all your fluids were, were balanced. You would give it that Very expensive gas, the highest end of the gas, because that's what's recommended because you want that vehicle to perform the way it's been promised to perform. And you want it to last you, right, for a long time. So that way you can enjoy driving it, right? And I think that that's a parallel that we can, many people can relate to. Weirdly enough, there's no machine that you're ever going to have or buy that's going to be more valuable than the machine of your body that you live in every day and unfortunately most people don't give the body the maintenance the care the upkeep that they would a car you know and so that's something I talked with my clients a lot about because it's it's a little bit of a mind shift and especially as women because women are always stretched so thinly at every end I mean you know, we're, you know, we might have husbands or partners, we we might be married, we might have children, we work. Many of us today, especially since the whole COVID revolution about, you know, how that's changed the way that we work. Many people even have their own businesses. There's, and then like if you, if you are a, a woman, you also have the lovely added um layer of having to take care of your home, do the laundry make the meals go do the food shopping you know so it's like it's this constant thing and most women um there are if you tell them you know you're going to put your your children and your family first they're 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 with it and if it if it means sacrificing themselves that's fine they always figure i'll have time for myself later so it's like a, a little bit of a shift because when when we're not fueling our our beautiful car of our body with the best fuel, you know, we will come to a point down the line where, you know, we probably will break down. If we don't put gas in it, we're going to run out of gas. Um, If we don't keep fluids in it, you know, eventually we're going to have malfunctioning and the body is the same. And the, and the thing is, we're always so busy doing for other people. We don't do anything to for ourselves because we feel like it's selfish, but then weirdly we could end up sidelining ourselves, and then we're not able to be there for all the people that love us, need us, and depend on us. You know, and so I think that's that's like the shift that has to that we all have to go through. And um, as you were saying, that you know, most people come to this shift when they're faced with a crisis. The doctor hands you some kind of diagnosis, some kind of chronic illness. Could be cancer, could be diabetes, could be heart disease. You know, it could be an, it could be Alzheimer's. You know, it could be a number of these things. And you don't. We really don't have to wait to get to that point. Like, just like that car, we could start maintaining it now. We could start really, you know, making sure that engine is purring perfectly now, so that we don't have to worry about having that diagnosis later on.
1: Yep um that's like using the vehicle right uh I know what my dream car is, so if anybody's watching uh let us know what your dream car is <laughs> but <laughs> my dream car is uh roughly about three hundred thousand uh, dollars there you go so even more in the U.S. and it is limited edition there's like three thousand made uh worldwide and um it's a performance vehicle, so it does require. My husband's also a mechanic, so I, I know engines and I know cars, and I'm very big car community uh, in Manitoba. Um, and so that analogy works perfectly because it is true. And if you if you have a beautiful car and you let that car just sit there, and you're not taking care of it, you're not driving it, you're not you know uh, utilizing it, that too creates damage right because it w- won't run it True. won't fit, right so like muscle use um and when we're talking about taking care of your body this isn't just one thing it's not just nutrition right that's your gas that's your fuel and your energy right but we're talking mental emotional energetically um if you run a car constantly all day 24/7 that car's going to break down because it has no time to settle. It has no time to re- rest and relax, right? And the same goes for your body. So, there are a lot of different things that we as individuals need to focus on. Our you know, our emotional health, our emotional health and our mental health go hand in hand. They feed off of each other. And both of those will impact your body health. If you are Um, Living in a state of, never mind, I'm going to backtrack that. Um, If anybody have your worst day, Uh, something that triggered you really severely, Uh, maybe you've, uh, you know, uh, a day that you've lost somebody that you cared about, or a diagnosis or something along those lines, a very heavy emotional day. By the end of that day, you are exhausted, you are drained, you're exhausted, you have no energy, no mental, emotional, you have no capacity left. You are just this husk and shell that has no, no energy to do anything, right at the end of that day. So you think about how damaging and and heavy emotions, negative emotions, they're a part of life, learning how to control them. That's why I created my rockstar method, learning how to control them, acknowledge them, own them, and, and work through them. That helps them move through really, really easily. And really quickly, you can move through those emotions. But when you sit in those emotions, that creates so much disease in your body, because it's eating away, like it's, it's insanity, how much your brain health your physical health your energetic health your gut health is impacted by those heavy negative emotions by the traumas by everything that you're still you know holding on to or living to so your mental health and your emotional health are just as important as your nutritional health and your energetic health and so it it all it's like a holistic all in one approach to say you need to take care of you
0: yeah yeah and it goes back to you know what we were saying earlier is that everything is connected i think that that's that's a um something that we probably take for granted but everything really is connected one thing that you um that happens to you whether it's physically emotionally if it's stress related it's going to have an impact somewhere else in your body you just may not make that connection you know but it definitely impacts everything and i think that that's that's like the biggest um the biggest area we, where we can affect change, honestly, is by understanding that and then getting to the heart of some of the issues. Like, you know, in my case, um, I had to understand, you know, get a big understanding about what the immune system is and how it's actually impacted by all these things, impacted by stress, impacted by um, the foods that I was eating or wasn't eating, impacted by whether or not I chose to move my body at all you know, impacted by um, just, you know, how I moved through my days and whether I effectively was managing stress, because I think that's another thing I never, never really understood prior that, you know, how impactful stress is. I mean, you always hear about it, you know, stress can make you sick and it absolutely can because it's that whole dynamic of the body being prepared to protect you from, imminent danger, but the body, it doesn't discern, um, you know, whether you're going to be hit by a car or whether you are so stressed out in your head that you are visualizing the worst possible outcome of something. The body responds to both of those stresses the same exact way. Mm -hmm. And so that's a huge game changer when you can get a revelation of that, because by, um, I, I think, most people don't realize how impacted they are by stress, just really by their, you know, their, their thought processes that go through the day. Yeah, for sure. And how many people have we talked to, or um,
1: have we interviewed or, or heard from, whether that's friends, family, media, um, shows like this, how many have we heard that, you know, there is that stress. There is that stressor right before, right? Um, Right before you're diagnosed with something or you have uh, an extreme traumatic event, you know, oh, I was stressed out or, oh, I was feeling this way or, oh, I was feeling that way or, you know, I've been carrying this for so long. Now, I want people to look at all the success stories. Look at all the success stories like Barbara's, right? How many of those start with, you know, I had this really traumatic event and I healed and I put myself first. And how many of those stories do we hear about? We look at, you know, um, and I've said this one before, Jim Carrey, and, and it goes hand in hand. Jim Carrey, before he became um, a world renowned star, was wrote himself a hundred thousand dollar check mm. and said, I will make this money. And and he was broke. Right. Um, and, and in essence, just about homeless. And he turned around and he had faith in himself. He had faith in himself, right? He put himself first. He believed in himself. He had the confidence and he took the action. There are so many things we don't realize about our journeys. Um, one of the things that that I asked myself uh, a few months ago was what do kids need? And I was doing an episode on children, um, and I have four of my own, and um, And when I first started coaching, my oldest, who was 13 at the time, was going through some really deep emotional um, struggles. And that's like the peak time where kids kind of are trying to figure out who they are, what they're into, where they're going, right? And, And it's a very stressful time for kids. And so I was thinking back to that time and I said, what do kids need to know, right? Because we're talking about, you know, don't wait for a diagnosis. It's never too early to start either. Uh, that's right never too early and never too late so I asked myself I said so what do kids need to know to be happy and healthy to be the best version of themselves what do they need to know and in essence it's not just kids it's adults too because how many of us don't know these things that I'm about to say and it's the reason why I created the smarter method and the smarter method is an acronym and it's security security but not in in the outside world security in who you are Right. When we know who we are, it kind of gives us that better ability to to, you know, love and support ourselves and put ourselves first. Then maturity in our mindset, accountability for our actions, responsibility for our for our reactions, um, trust in ourselves, um, embracing our experiences and the readiness to do something about it. And when you put all of those things together, you get like that perfect recipe of, you know, wanting to to be the best version of yourself, you eat better, you take better care of yourself, you go out and do things that are going to change your life, whether that's just walking around the block, whether that's, you know, signing up for a class, whether that's, you know, engaging with family or there are so many opportunities that we have and they don't have to be really big, grand gestures, right? It could be a simple and and one thing at a time. I always encourage people, baby steps, do one thing at a time. Yeah. It could be just picking something and going, you know what, I'm going to slow down on my Pepsi intake or I'm going to switch from smoking to vaping. Those are two things that I've been doing over the last few months, right? And I haven't had an actual cigarette in a month now. And I'm, you know, slowing down on vaping where it's like, okay, hey, I'm going to take that away as well. And I'm not going to be putting those harsh chemicals into my body. Right. Um, so it's taking baby steps. It doesn't have to be all at once. It doesn't have to be those grand gestures. Just w- do
0: one thing. Yeah, that's very true. Um, and I think that's a good point that you make, because um, often I find this with my own clients that when people are ready to to affect some kind of change, you know, whatever their reasoning behind it is, very often they're very motivated and they're like, okay, let's do this. I just want to change everything overnight. And while that's really um, gallant, you know, a gallant idea that you're going to just change everything overnight, it's not practical. (laughs) And I don't want to rain on anybody's parade because really what's going to get you there? having that vision yes but taking those steps one step at a time will get you there and each step that you take um will affect a change and i think that's another thing and sometimes people think that you know if they don't do everything all at once it's not going to make big a big enough difference but what ends up happening is you know you start out really gung-ho and then you peter out and then you never get there because it's just not sustainable so the key is to really you know Pick the area that's going to, that you feel is going to have the most impact at that moment, whatever your situation is. And you start with one step at a time. Each step leads to um, a win, basically. And then that helps to build your motivation, which encourage you to, encourages you to take the next step and the next. And then as you build upon that, it's like you, you start, you build yourself a foundation and then you keep building up you know, the steps that take you up to the place that you really want to go. And, and it's all about consistency, and um, staying committed to that process, for sure. And then the other thing, too, is, you know, having the vision for it is huge. But also, you need to set your expectation, you know, and celebrate the smaller thing that you do. That's huge. just wrote it down. <laughs> yeah, it's huge because I think we forget that too. You know, like we'll do one little thing and then it's like, well, in if you're looking at the big, big picture, it's maybe over here. So you want to get over there and then you forget, wow, this is really great where I am because where was I before? you know and celebrating those things i think is really really important
1: really just enjoying the journey a lot yeah. of people don't realize it's not the end goal that you're trying yeah. to get to right it's it's yeah. enjoying the journey whether it takes you you know a year whether it takes you 5 years it's enjoying that process to get there right and celebrating those little wins celebrating every day right and yes. one of the reasons why doing everything all at once and that really gallant effort, as you, as you said that, and I was really like that, um, is you're destined to fail when you try to do everything at once, because it's like dieting. And what ends up happening with that is you're denying your true feelings. You're denying your wants. You're just des- denying your desires. You're not doing it for the right reasons at that point. And then you end up resenting and hating yourself along that process because you're not happy, because you're not respecting yourself, you're not engaging with yourself, and you're just saying, no, we're not doing this, no, we're not doing this, no, we're not doing this. And that, you know, when somebody else tells you no repeatedly, that wears you down. It wears you down. Right. And you start resenting that person. Like, why don't you ever support me? Why don't you ever love me? Or why don't you ever say yes to me when they're constantly wearing you down? But you're doing that to yourself. And that's one of the reasons a lot of people's resolutions, a lot of people's, you know, uh, and I don't do New Year's resolutions ever. Um, but a lot of those goals that we, we heart centeredly put into place don't go through because we're, we're beating ourselves up during that process, right? If you want to start eating healthier and you want an Oreo, eat the F an Oreo, right? <laughs> like just eat an Oreo and who cares, <laughs> an Oreo. but if you say, oh, I'm going to, you know, we talked on uh, Tuesday's episode about, you know, that Oreo becoming a reward. And, you know, don't do it as a reward, do it because you want it. And then that's it, you don't have to eat another one. And you don't have to eat four or five or a whole bag of Oreos and then hate yourself when you're done, because you've denied yourself Oreos. And now you're like, oh, I just totally wasted that. And how could I do that? And it just, it's that guilt, right? Yeah. We need to take away a lot of the blame, shame, guilt, and, and judgment that we hold, not only for other people, but ourselves, yeah. right? And yeah. that's just us kind of second guessing ourselves. That's us just, you know, going by somebody else's standards. When you're oh, online, yeah. when you say, Melissa, I'm talking to myself. Melissa, you are going to do this. Um, I told my husband the other day, I said, I don't care whether it's a year. I don't care whether it's five years from now. I am buying this item. That's the end of it. I will get that item and I'm going to enjoy the effing process to get there. So you can tell I'm passionate. I'm trying not to swear. Um, <laughs> I get really cursy when I when I when I'm excited about something Um, (laughs) but I don't care how long it takes me to get there I'm going to make it happen right and if I have to fail at 50 different things along the way then I'm going to fail at 50 different things those aren't the things that are right for me then that's the thing that we've got to think about what's right for me how am I going to get there And, oh, you know, today I'm going to ride the bike there. Oh, well, I didn't really like that. So tomorrow I'm going to, you say, oh, I'm going to ride my bike for the next week. First day of riding your bike, you're like, I really don't like that. I'm not doing that. I'm going to, I'm going to walk. Right. And then you walk and you find out that walking feels even better. It's okay to have those moments. Give yourself grace, give yourself forgiveness and understanding that it's going to take time.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's. Sorry, people. There's there's no silver bu- silver bullet, and there really is no quick fix. Regardless of what all the ads say, it's all about that whole consistency. And I think another important thing that what you mentioned about you know enjoying the journey has a lot to do with being present in what's what you're doing at the moment. Because I think most of us we we sit, we spend our time regretting what's past or feeling unfulfilled about what hasn't happened yet. But there's a lot going on right now. <laughs> and if you can be present in that, there's there's actually enjoyment in it. Like for me, when I made my switch, I had to change everything, obviously, when I was going to um, you know, tackle the diagnosis that I had in a completely different way. It required me to make commitment and make change. And it wasn't easy. And um, often I would be like, I don't know if I could do this. And my husband would say to me, you know, don't worry about tomorrow. Just do what you're doing today. And that was so insightful that he said that to me because he was right. I was like, yeah, I'm not really going to worry about because it required me changing everything about the way I ate and it was like, well, I'm, I'm going to not going to worry about this meal, that meal, that meal. I'm going to think about what I'm doing right now. And then as I did that, it also gave me the opportunity to experience the way I was feeling. And then I actually noticed the changes as they were happening in my body physically, and emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, hope was born. And that and I had that vision, you know, that for me, it was through prayer that I had even found this path. And then I, I just had that vision. And I would experience what I was doing. And I could actually feel the changes happening. And, you know what, I think it had a lot to do with, Just being present in those moments. So that way, and then when you are present in those moments, you know, you're not beating yourself up for something that happened yesterday. You're not feeling sad because it hasn't happened yet. And you're not missing the opportunity to say, hey, this was a really great day. Look what I did today,
1: you know? No, absolutely. And if anybody watching or catching the replay, if you've got kids, you know that they age so quickly. So I want you to think about that journey that you've got, right? And let's say your goal is you've got a couple of kids, maybe twins, and your goal is they're 18, they've graduated and they're getting out of the house. And that's your focal point, right? Is when they're 18, you're going to be so happy when they're 18, they've graduated, they're onto their own lives, and you're going to be happy, you're going to put yourself first. And then you get to that point and you're like, now what (laughs) not only that that's that's the emptiness syndrome right and and that's because we don't put ourselves first but when we get to that point yeah we're happy in the moment and then all of a sudden we start questioning where has the last 18 years gone Mm -hmm. what have I done Mm -hmm. what have I who am I where did where did that time go And when you're so focused on the end result, the end result for all of us, I'm sorry to say is death. That is our end result there. There is like, you've got to focus on the in-between. What am I going to enjoy today? Right. What am I going to do today that I enjoy? I have to do something that I don't enjoy today. How am I going to counteract that with something that I do enjoy? Right. Mm -hmm. Go for a swim or sit in the hot tub or, you know, I'm gonna go out and watch a movie with my kid or whatever that looks like figure it out and do something every
0: day that you enjoy doing yeah yeah enjoy that. the day yep balance gotta yeah. have balance for sure definitely yep.
1: yeah definitely. i think uh, there was a study done about end of life nurse i think it was somebody who worked in in end of life department mm-hmm. and um he, I think, I think this person, I can't remember male or female, so I'm gonna just say he because that's what I'm leaning towards. But um, he would go around to to all of his patients, and he would say, like, do you have any regrets or tell me your stories? And you know, a lot of them were regrets of things they didn't do. Mm -hmm. It was regrets of not putting themselves first or not, you know, taking that job or the regret of, you know, not enjoying their kids and working so much, right? You don't want to be at your end of life. You don't want to be 80 years old, 90 years old, hundred years old going, I didn't do anything. Yeah, that's true. Very true. I I slaved, I paid for my family. I raised my family and I'm dying. Like, you don't want to get to that point. Your life is yours. It's meant to be lived. It's meant to experience and taking care of the car that's driving you throughout (laughs) it. As Barbara said, your body is your car. It's that one of a kind car that you are never going to get again. Absolutely. Taking care of that along the process. It's never too early or it's never too late to start taking care of that car, that body that you've been gifted and taking it from that first day to the last with honor, love, and
0: joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we get going? I don't know. This has been an awesome, awesome conversation. And I think um, hopefully it helps people to think. You know, just take it, you know, take a step back, think about it, you know, and you know, there's no um no judgment, no guilt, you know, if you decide that, hey, you know what, I think I've been missing out. And I always tell people that, you know, don't wait because it's like the best kept secret. You know, everybody thinks that, you know, you're going to make a change and you're going to be miserable. You're not going to have any fun. You're not going to have anything good to eat. It's going to be the worst experience, but you know what? It's the best kept secret because when you decide to make those changes, everything changes in your body. You feel amazing. Your body repairs. You feel amazing emotionally and you, you get so much confidence about what you've done and even if you're someone like me and you're going to be 60, you feel like you feel amazing and you can do anything. So don't wait. That's all I would have to say. You can definitely make the change and whatever you do, do it with consistency and it's going to make a huge difference. The payoff is incredible.
1: Yep, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Um, well, thank you so much for joining me today, Barbara. I really appreciated your time and I've loved this conversation, as you can tell with my borderline cursing. Um, you can tell it's a good episode when I start curse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For everybody watching, you can get in contact with Barbara. Her links are in the description of this episode. Go check her out, see about her journey of how she cured her breast cancer without any treatment, just by making changes in her daily life. So go and check that out. Uh, follow her. If you want to get in touch with me about becoming a guest, speaker, blogger, sponsor, or if you'd like to see a topic featured on the show, please reach out at justalivetv.com. If you want to follow me in my seven businesses, you can follow me at melissacretschler.com and go check out what I've got going on. Our sponsor today, A Phoenix Identity. If you want to start making a change in your life and have that first part of that change be reconnecting with yourself, your emotion, your mental health, and all of that fun stuff. That is my mission at a Phoenix Identity. Go and set up a clarity session and let's get started. All right. Um, Thank you for everybody for watching. Uh, Thank you again, Barbara, for joining and hosting this episode
0: with me. And I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.